listening to Try Try Again, a movie club. This show is all about movies. We are a group of friends, and we love movies. We watch them each week. We pick one movie per week, and we review it, we critique it, we give our stupid opinion, we try to make jokes, and hopefully it's at least a little bit funny. So, I'm your host, Todd Perkins. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Stephen Comstock and Mac McEnroe, and our special guest, returning guest, Chad Perkins. Welcome back to the show, Woo! Chad. Woo! Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. Better yeah. here. Woo. Uh, we're very excited <laughs> to have you on the show. This week's movie is The Babadook. So uh, we've found that on, on Netflix and VidAngel. Now, of course, if you're listening to this episode long after it airs, it might not be on Netflix anymore, but uh, VidAngel is a good place to watch it for uh, for a dollar if you can't find it for for uh, in, in an included account that you already have. So, let us review the movie. I'm going to start. Um, I gave it an eight point seven five. Uh, I thought it was it was solid. It was solid. I watched it alone last night at like nine o'clock at night. Nobody else in my house was awake. Um, and it, it freaked me out pretty good, but not too bad where I was like, I hated life afterwards. So it was like just the right <laughs> amount of scariness. Um, very creepy. Um, both of the stars, um, Amelia and Samuel, uh, incredible actors. And I guess they got a bunch of awards for it. And, and that it was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, I loved it. 8.75 for me. Um, Mac, what did you give it? All right. I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool to have, like, a scary movie that actually, like, says something. Because they're usually just like, oh, let's just be scary and jump at you and stuff. And that just didn't yeah. do that, which I like. Um, yeah, I like the movie. I'm going to go with uh, 8.5. All right. Um, just cause I'm not a huge horror movie guy anyways, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was really well done. Cool. Cool. Heck yeah. Steven. Um, I gave it an 8.9, okay. which is a weird score to give, but <laughs> I felt like, um, we're like only allowed I, to give quarter points, man. Quarter yeah, points. I know, I know, I know. I'm breaking the rules. I'm, I'm rebelling. Breaking convention, man. System. <laughs> um, but I just, I liked it a lot and I kind of wanted to give it a nine. But I also really hate scary movies because they freak me out. <laughs> and so I don't plan on ever watching this movie again. And for me, like a nine and above is movies that I rewatch. And so I had to give it just outside of a nine just because I don't plan on ever watching it again. But it was really creepy. Um, I Like Mac and, and Todd, I think you said also, I really like that it wasn't just, you know, scare you and then the movie's over. It's, it had like this creepy message of like be nice to your kids or you're gonna be possessed by this scary monster and probably kill them <laughs> is, that what, is that what it was about <laughs> i don't know man that's what i got <laughs> i like that i like that moral man if it's not the official moral we need to make it the official one <laughs> that's good man 8.9 that's awesome uh, Chad, what's your score? Um, well, <laughs> I didn't realize you guys had uh, changed the score because you guys gave from, you know, one to ten, which is already like 
you know, the, the most like finely controlled point system that there is out there. <laughs> and you guys have not only gone to a decimal point, you guys are going multiple decimal points. So it's, it's become one sp- to 100 basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In the spirit of you guys, uh, I gave it a 9.512. <laughs> I gave it three and a half stars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I give it a 9.5. I just love, love, love this movie. I thought it was just like brilliant. It was creepy. Like this is kind of like what I wish all horror movies would be because like the imagery was just like gorgeous and it stayed with you. It's iconic. And then like the message is really cool. Like I remember like after we watched it like on a Saturday night, like on a Sunday, my wife and I were like, are you still thinking about that movie last night? Yeah, I'm totally talking about that movie, thinking about the movie last night. And like we just kept talking about it and like the themes were really powerful and it just kind of like stayed with you in good ways and bad ways. And I, I just yeah. love this movie and respect it so much. We're totally not going to be jerks to our kids so the monster doesn't come to yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> so how should we change our parenting style so the Babadook doesn't possess us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, after watching it, I was like, oh, so that's why I've been getting mad at my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm possessed. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Dude, I felt horrible because when I first started watching it, I was like, man, this kid's a nightmare. Someone needs to like straighten him out or something. <laughs> I thought he was the best, man. If I had a kid that was making weapons all the time and stuff, like all creative and skilled like that, I would be so happy. I felt like as I was watching it, like this is, you know, in my notes are it's a good like capturing of parenting, you know, it's like, it's so effing hard and exhausting. But then at the same time, the kid is so lovable and so cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I could relate. With both of the characters so much, like oh my gosh, I can yeah. I can feel like oh I can totally relate. Like her, the looks on her faces, how tired she was oh, all yeah, the time man. and stressed. I was like, dude, I felt that way. Yeah, and then we you just, I mean, yeah. our son, our youngest is uh, almost he'll be three next month, and we just barely feels like it feels like at least we just barely got him on like a regular sleeping schedule where he's not up all night like screaming. And dude, like those nights where there's lack of sleep, you know, and you just you barely sleep through the whole night, and then you like got to get up and go to work, and you're just exhausted. Everybody's exhausted all the time. Yeah, like you oh, just dude. feel like all duked. Yeah. And stuff. You feel exactly like that chick looked at like the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like the most beautiful thing in the world to me was that she lost her love. Like she almost like lost her love in the process of getting her kid. And so it's almost like these two great loves, like this romantic love for her husband and her love for her son were kind of at odds. And she couldn't love her kid because it was like her kid stole her husband from her. Yeah. And like that conflict is so juicy. Yeah. Represented that loss. And that's so juicy to me and like really tender. And it's like almost like, the two greatest loves that a human being can feel like romantic love and love for a kid completely fighting each other in her. Like, I think that that character and that tension, that scenario is just one of the most beautiful, tense, 
unbelievable yeah. things ever that even if the movie was just about that and it wasn't it was like a drama just about that that's fascinating and yeah. in the context yeah. of this whole horror thing it was like ooh, what's gonna happen that's amazing yeah, and, yep. it's just, and it's also really sad that the kid like realizes at some point that his mom doesn't really love him she's not really able to love him at that point yeah, yeah that, that was crazy yeah, I can do it. I honestly, and this made me feel bad, but I couldn't help but think about like abused kids and kind of what they go through as I was watching this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like how like they look at their parents, even though they have to like instinctively love them, they're monsters that they're dealing with. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it just uh, made me sad. Yeah, yeah, that was sad and like I, I was really feeling it like where, you know, the kids, he's a, he's a good kid. He's like, he's really imaginative and stuff. And, you know, because he's, he's, he's troubled, he's thinking of monsters. He gets teased by that girl and he shoves her and she gets hurt really bad. And it's like, because of that, you know, mom and son are going through a really hard time. And like, because of that, the consequences of, of that hard time, like she just gets totally shunned. Like, People, her sister, I guess that was her sister, right? That just like wouldn't want to hang out with her anymore. She's like, I don't like you because I hate your son, you know? Yeah. And then she goes to the party with all the other moms and like, this stood out to me. I'm guessing the director did it on purpose, but like every other mom is in like full makeup. They look all yeah. you know great. And then, and then Amelia just, she looks like she's wearing no makeup. She looks all depressed and, and like... I don't know. It was just like, I really felt this movie made me feel a lot of stuff like that. Like, Oh man, that's so sad. Like I can kind of see both sides of it, but it's really depressing seeing like, yeah, it's, it's pretty rare where a a horror movie makes you feel all these feels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's what the movies has going for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I gave it a 9.5. And I think, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know if we like, we can spoil stuff, right? I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, like, I think that's one of the things, like, I loved about the ending and what stuck with me is that, like, it was this – I was attracted by the trailer and, like, this beautiful imagery of this, like, creepy black figure and, like, it's so iconic with the top hat. It's just really creepy and the knock yeah. at the door. And yeah. then, like, after it was done, it was, like, this monster, like, just came to bring the mom and the son together. It's, like, the monster came to teach the mom how to love her son and it was ended up being this like really beautiful, touching thing that because they went through this trauma together that didn't hurt either one of them, that like she learned how to love her son, which is like so beautiful to me that like yeah. there's this monster that like it's this super scary thing. And in the end of the day, it wasn't really a scary thing. It was like the most beautiful thing that could happen to them. And I don't know. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That I didn't catch that. The monster was there to bring them together. That's really weird and awesome at the yeah, same I, time. I, I thought of the monster as representing like just kind of her not dealing with the the accident. Kind of her yeah. not dealing like with her grief. Yeah. And so yeah. she's just going through life depressed, like trapped basically and not able to love her son, not able to do anything. And so the monster is just like, yeah, it just represents that and once she able able to overcome that grief and just face it and actually like come to terms with it and make friends with it, then she can go about her life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was so happy I, afterwards too. And well, the, the monster and wasn't even I, gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, I, I think for me, it was like just dealing with the stresses of being a single mom. Yeah. You know, the stress never really goes away. You just learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, and that's what, you know, as you know, once she figured out how to deal with this thing, it was in the basement and she would have to go down there, you know, like once a day or whatever it was. They didn't really say how often, but she would go down there and, and feed it. And then she was able to deal with it. And, you know, you could, t- I, I took that as like, you learn to deal with your stress, you know, and, le- and hopefully before it breaks you yeah. and, and, and then you can just deal with life that way. Yeah. Yep. I love uh, this scene to me. Like it's like, it sums up the whole movie so brilliantly, like the height of the scariness, like the scene where she's in her bedroom like the height of the tension of the whole movie, like the scariest, over the top, like most threatening part that there is, is the thing that wakes her up and makes her care about her kid and scream at this monster to stay away from her kid. And like that's yeah. the moment like where she was scared into loving her kid and defending her yeah. kid. And like that's when yeah. it all clicked. And then that's when it just kind of like receded and it fell away and it backed off. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And it's it's also interesting that when you when you think about that battle, it wasn't it. She was the monster, like that was in yeah. her. So it was it was just an inward battle that she was having with herself. At least that's mm-hmm. the way I saw it. You know, she she was the monster. You know, yeah, she was the one that killed the dog. She was the one that attacked her son. It was all her. And so this, I, to me, like her screaming and fighting the the monster, even though it was manifested. Outwardly, it was always internal. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. You know, what's funny is that this is, uh, you know, not a part of the movie, but during the scene when uh, the Babadook was chasing Amelia, um, my, my daughter was asleep in the room next to me and she turned over and she, what I felt like was extremely loudly, kicked the freaking wall which sounded like the knock. <laughs> it was like the worst sound that you want to hear when you're watching the Baba Duke is a knocking oh, sound. Did you poop yourself? Uh, pretty much. Oh <laughs> and, then, and then like 20 minutes later, like the movie was over and I, I, I decided not to go to bed, even though it was pretty late because I, you know, I, I was like, any sound's going to freak me out if I go to bed. And so I just stayed up and, you know, checked the internet and, you know, played video games and stuff. And I, she turned again and hit the wall again. <laughs> it was like my house was completely silent. and just thud. You know? <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Baba. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Dude, for me, for me, the scariest part of the whole movie, for me, the scariest part was that freaking book, dude. The book oh, was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was terrifying. When she was like looking, like first it was blank, right? When she first looked through it, like the the end part. Oh yeah, the end was. Yeah, and then and then like when it like fixed itself after she ripped it apart, it fixed itself, and then she she looked through it again, and it kind of met, it kind of showed the future of what was going to happen, and like the the image of the person was her, oh, and it had her dog in there. Stuff. You know, and then she yeah. like kills the dog, kills her son, kills herself, and the whole time this like the Baba Duke was like in the background, kind of controlling her. Oh man, super. Yeah, creepy. I read some. Yeah, yeah, I read read somewhere online that uh, you know, they thought that she might have made the book herself because uh, she's like used to be a children's writer, and then she like kind of stopped doing that. Oh, and wow. stuff, uh, and that oh was, interesting. Like, and one of her like insomniac trance or something like that made the book. Oh, wow. 
weird. One of the things I thought was interesting about the movie is that, like, that ghost with, like, the hat and stuff like that, like, they totally ripped it out of this, like, um, old silent film. Like, it's totally a character from this old movie. But the movie is uh, totally lost. There's only, like, little snippets, and no one's ever seen it, but it looks like this, like, amazing old silent film with this, like, this really creepy figure. We just have little bits and pieces. We we don't know the plot of the movie or whatever, but it looked like this. It, like, got – it was a famous movie at the time, and people liked it and stuff like that, but we don't know. And there's, like, famous guy. I think it was, like, Lon Chaney, like, the guy that did Phantom of the Opera, like, his kid or something like that. Like, there's some famous people in it, um, but, like, it's just kind of, like, lost to history. So it's really cool that they – borrowed that and like let that kind of live on a little bit dude some of those old school monsters are so freaky looking from like black and white movies like nosferatu nosferatu was on netflix a while ago and i I didn't watch the whole thing i just fast forward to the part where it shows him and he's like he's the creepiest looking dracula ever dude (laughs) (laughs) ever so weird yes that's awesome anyway so what do you guys think of the whole worms thing what was that all about yeah, the worms was weird. I didn't get if, if that was symbolic of something or if it was just to freak us out or what, but it was pretty freaky. Yeah. I thought of it as like being like representing like dealing with like the death of her husband. So it's like, you know, the ground, the worms, death. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. It's our role. Also, good. I like after <laughs> that, that, that scene was pretty creepy, you know, with her in the basement. Uh-huh. And then like she asked, the son asked how it was and she was like, it was a good day this time. Not too bad. It was like, dude, what's a bad day like, I know, man? seriously. It's <laughs> all cut up, thrown around the room. Oh, that's great. Reader questions! I'm going to reader Sochi, who says, ah, that's a good one. The, Baba, the Babadook is a metaphor for grief. So first, the little boy was experiencing grief, and then the mom fact that grief can overcome someone like that is the real scary part. I think that's good commentary. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think of that when I watched the movie. I was just like, this is just a scary movie. It's probably about something, but I, di- I didn't put it together while I was watching it, actually. Um, See, yeah. I, I thought, I considered it to be stress. I didn't okay. think about grief. I didn't take, I didn't think grief particularly, but I think it, I think it, uh, that makes sense, too. It can be grief. Yeah. yeah. I think the metaphor works really well for grief because, you know, she's going every day. She's dealing with it. She's, like I said, she's making friends with, with her past and with issues that she has to deal with. She's going, bringing the worms and the dirt down there. And she's dealing with it in her time, and then she goes back to life. Like, she's not just ignoring it. Yeah. And it says, like, when yeah. you, if you ignore the, uh, if you deny or ignore the Babadook, it gets stronger, something like that. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And that, and that makes, that does make the worms and the dirt make sense. I mean, it's kind of like the, the, your own, like, dirty laundry that you're airing out. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, Sochi went on to say uh, the moral of the story is that you have to feed and nurture your grief to learn to live with it. Yeah, yeah the movie is super scary. Dang, that's well put. Yeah. yeah, that's well put. It's deep. Props, Sochi. Thanks for listening to the show. Or if you don't listen to the show, listen. Thanks for <laughs> reading. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know. I got, I got a message from a friend. If you got, you, I'm sure you guys all remember Noel. You know, from like 20 years ago. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. he's like, I'm really excited for the Boba Duke episode. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. We don't know who listens to the show. We don't know, but we're very grateful for each one of you. Um, 
Jordan says, more of a comment, but this is an Australian film. In Australia, there really was, if there really was a Babadook in your home, it would only be about the sixth or seventh most terrifying creature in there. (laughs) 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 So true, man. Australia is so messed up. Oh, that's, that's great. Fantastic. I love Jordan. Jordan is awesome. Jordan actually, <laughs> so uh, he's been funny. on the show a couple times. He, uh, I messaged him and said, hey, we want you on again. And he, I think we're going to be able to have him on the next couple of weeks. So look Ooh. forward to that. Random questions. Let's go into uh, random questions. And this version of random questions is going to be rapid fire. We have a lot of questions, a lot of people on the show, and not a lot of time. So we're just going to plow through them. Okay, my question is going to be first. In what other movie would you put these characters? Either as like just perfect replacements or just for fun. Rapid fire, just say the first thing that comes to mind. Steven. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Okay, how would they work oh. in Stranger Things? The character, the, these characters would just integrate with the characters already existing in Stranger Things, and there would be an awesome monster fight between the Stranger Things monster and the Babadook. Ah. Ooh, that's dope. I like yeah, it. I, I, I want to see that for sure. <laughs> Chad, what do you got? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I thought Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Because it just would not fit in any way. That would be inter- be entertaining. Indiana Jones just like chokes all of his girlfriends that he has all the time. Just can't learn to deal with this grief of losing the artifacts. I hate grief. <laughs> Why did it have to be grief? <laughs> I love it. Oh, Mac, what'd you pick? I picked uh, The Shining. Ooh. Ooh. Got I was the still- little kid, the kind of crazy lady. Yeah. The Babadook is kind of Jack's character. Or the lady kind of is Jack's character, too. So she could kind of play Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, a Tyler Perry movie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the, the movie I picked, which I'm surprised nobody said, was what I was thinking about the entire movie was uh, obviously Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> With all of his weapons, fighting the burglars, and she's kind of like the burglar. And he was like sh- shooting his dart gun at her and throwing his ball Dropping watcher. paint cans. Yeah. I like it. Dang. I wish I would have I wish you would have gone first so I wouldn't have felt so bad about Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I was thinking about home alone like the whole time. That's probably why I wasn't that scared most of the movie until Lucy bashed the freaking wall. Um Next question, if you were in charge of the film and wanted to show the Babadook under his suit, what actor would you put under the Babadook suit? Uh, Chad. Um, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. <laughs> like he's like an old like uh, 40s guy. Yeah, if you got that reference, you'd be like, oh, totally, that's totally the Babadook. And then if you don't know who that guy is, you're like, 
I don't get that. <laughs> we got like one listener that's like, oh, it's the best thing said on the entire show. Everybody else is just like scratching their heads. Yeah, it's a little Mystery Science Theater 2000 for you. Like Fair one enough. person out of a thousand gets it. And the person who gets it, it's like, he's talking to me. Yeah, it's like when Dennis Miller says anything ever. <laughs> yes. uh, Mac, what do you put? Who's under the suit? I picked uh, Old Man Smithers from Scooby Doo. <laughs> nice. I love that, dude. <laughs> oh, I would have gotten uh, away if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mac wins the podcast. Yeah, you win. I was well like, played. I don't know if we should even well answer. Played, my Steven, friend. what'd you pick? Mine was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> 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 and go, going along with uh, Chad's theory about how he was there to help the mom learn how to love her kid, she would pull off the mask and it would be Nicolas Cage and he would go, I'm more like a child protector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh. if, we had, if we had crazy billionaire money, we have to make that movie. Oh, oh man! <laughs> so good. Also, it's a pretty good Nicolas Cage. Dude. Yeah, it was. That was amazing. <laughs> what the crap, man? Oh, not as good as my uh, <laughs> not as good as my Rambo, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, dang it, man! I I, I I thought I was gonna have a good one. I went with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> that's the worst answer ever. I know why? why so that's what he's been doing the past 15 years yeah exactly <laughs> he's been scaring people in their closets uh, I was just thinking how bad. much it would ruin the movie if you just saw Brendan Fraser you're like okay <laughs> like, well, uh, the immersion is gone this sucks now <laughs> he pretty much does that to everything he's in Next question. If you had to learn some kind of unconventional skills to protect yourself from an impeding monster attack, what would you learn, Mac? All right. So I picked uh, interior design. (laughs) 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 What I've noticed from movies is if your house looks really scary, then it's probably going to be haunted. Yes, so, so accurate. Dang. That's so accurate. <laughs> Ghosts never go to bright and cheery decor houses. They never do. It's true. It's always dark. <laughs> Put oh. lighting fixtures everywhere. Yeah, so man. Go somewhere else. Uh, Steven, what'd you pick? Unconventional skills. Um, I just picked carpentry. Like if you know Carpentry. how to use a bunch of, if you know how to use tools and stuff, you can you can use a, a sawzall to fight off a monster, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good and you'd, one. And you'd have you'd have a nice shed when you're done. <laughs> that's where uh, in Evil Dead, that's where he got his tools. You know, that's you, right. You're like that's you're right. you're building stuff and stockpiling weapons for that's the apocalypse. Right. Yeah, and, and you can you can also build a, a separate shed to stockpile the mountains of dead bodies that you uh, <laughs> that you accumulate as you fight off monsters. <laughs> I like it, Chad. What do you pick? What are you going to learn? Um, so when I was a little kid, like nine years old, I used to yo-yo a lot, and like, <laughs> and then like when you swing the yo-yo, like it actually could make a pretty decent weapon. So I've always felt like at the time, like if anybody messed with me. 
And I have my yo-yo on me. God have mercy on them. <laughs> so I think um, that un- that would be my unconventional weapon. I like it. Awesome. This picture in a movie. And you just look awesome. Yeah, exactly. Of course you would. would. New movie idea. The yo-yo. The guy has a. The villain has a yo-yo. There's like spikes on it. That's how he kills the guys. Oh, they put like they put blades on the edge of the yo-yo. Oh yeah. Like spun that thing towards your face. You guys would be saying like, okay, I'm really sorry for laughing at you. Oh yeah. And the string was wire. You could like strangle people with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) You could have one of those propeller hats. You'd have hot, he would have hot pants on, propeller hat. It's like a, sh- a razor blade for the propeller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Roller skates. You'd be rocking. Oh, oh the pro- man. Propeller beanie would make me levitate. <laughs> Just slightly. Just slightly. Not enough Just to be bad from all your problems again. <laughs> uh, man, my, uh, my unconventional skill was dancing. And uh, I was thinking of like break dancing and stuff. Um, dance fighting for self-defense like no not dance fighting no no no, not dance fighting dodging because the thing about dancers <laughs> is that they can move very accurately and so uh really good reflexes and everything so i'd be able to dodge the duck the duke yeah the, the, duck. <laughs> the duck the duck the, duck. <laughs> the baba duck I'd anything to... anything any of those things you could dodge. Yeah, <laughs> you name it <laughs> A doc? (laughs) Some guy named Doug? (laughs) John Wayne? (laughs) Because he's the Duke, you know? Uh, (laughs) Dang, that was good. good. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. What what kids movie or comedy would you put the Babadook in? Chad, kids movie uh, or comedy? Harry Harry and the Hendersons. I think it'd be really cute <laughs> to to have like the family grow really attached to the Babadook and and because it's like a sweet movie, the Babadook is, and so is Harry and the Hendersons. So I think it'd be really cute if like they're like, get out of here, Babadook, you go, get out of here, and don't, does he have to leave us, Dad? And I think that'd like be like hugging him. Funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hugging like, like this blackness <laughs> with the top hat. Oh, I like it. Mac, kids movie. Crap, I didn't have one for this, so I'm just going to say Scooby-Doo again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steven, what'd you pick? Kids movie or comedy uh, with the Babadook? Mine was the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, <laughs> man. And the, the stress of Christmas just gets to him too much, and he starts, like, wigging out on all of his elves. <laughs> the Babadook shows up and yeah, gets pretty dark pretty quick. <laughs> they change the spelling to Santa's Claus, like C-L-A-W-S. <laughs> Oh, it gets really dark as soon as it shows Tim Allen's name in the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> which which all pretty happy much happens fun, anyway like in any Tim Allen movie, right? And then it's Tim Allen and it just turns to blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good, uh, yeah. man. Oh, dang, man. <laughs> I can picture like, the screen's all black and you just hear his like grunty noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
so re- good. Like tons of reverb on it. I hate this song. I know. Man. <laughs> I got to stop going last. I got the worst one every time. I need to go first. <laughs> I was thinking of Jingle All the Way and the Babadook is the Turbo Man. <laughs> the Babadook what? Jingle All the Way. Uh, yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Say your crappy joke one more time. <laughs> <laughs> It was Jingle All the Way, Baba Duke was the Turbo Man, all right? Maybe, maybe if you say it a few more times, it'll get funny. I know. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you guys how many times I've done that in real life. I think of something really clever in my mind, and I say it, nobody laughs. I'm like, if I say it louder, if I put an emphasis on a different syllable this time, maybe, they'll really maybe like you just, it. Maybe if you just laugh at your own joke, then everybody will start laughing. Yeah, I know. That's true. Like, like I did that subway experiment, so... Uh, Try like a funny voice or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, next question. Last question, jerks. What other stressful situations would manifest itself into a monster, and what would the monster be or look like? Um, Mac. Crap, I'm like, mine's not funny at all. But (laughs) I just went with with depression, which is kind of, I guess, kind of similar to what it is, but... Okay. Yeah, just like a, I pictured it being like a smoke monster that just kind of surrounds you. Okay. And then right. you, you chase it away by bringing in friends and stuff, and it gives you a little bit more space every time you do that. Dang. You just got real on this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I felt like it was time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, what's your, uh, your stressful situation? All right, well, allow me to bring us back to... Uh, Stupid situations. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, you're waiting in line for a roller coaster and you're getting like kind of like that tense feeling of going on the roller coaster. And then Polly Shore shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's the monster. <laughs> Polly Shore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, like '90s Polly Shore, where he's like all like annoying and like. I don't oh know, yeah. He just he what, did he stop of, being like, annoying? Uh, what <laughs> did he stop being annoying? <laughs> people, I don't think people realized it as much back then. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Yeah, I was thinking of, uh, you know, when I take my kids on like a hike and it always feels like they're about to fall off a cliff. That's a stressful situation for me. And uh, yeah, the monster is just a giant, uh, a giant pit. Yeah. And you can see the pit, and it looks like it's going to suck your children into it. Uh, I'm scaring <laughs> myself <scared>. now. <laughs> I, I hate this. Chad, go quick, save us. <laughs> uh, so my, <clears throat> like, the problem that my monster addresses that and exaggerates is, um, like, when you're running late for something, like, people that, like, so my main character in my head is, like, always running late and always, like, super stressed and then, like, my monster is, like, this, like, shadowy figure that just kind of, like, goes and, like, spills things on you. And, and it's in the body of a little child. Oh, man. <laughs> like, like, one of one of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it just spills stuff on and, and they tip stuff over and they spill, like, soda on the ground. <laughs> and, like, they uh, squeeze toothpaste out this of seems the very specific. <laughs> Did this happen today? No, like right before the podcast. 
I, remember, I was thinking about this horrible monster, and I realized, oh, this is just like every kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is just children. It's like that's Dude, the monster. It's so good at spilling stuff. It's incredible. I always just like, how did you? You have hands, right? <laughs> oh man! All right, random questions. Uh, Next segment is the Try Try Again segment, our new segment where we talk about crap that we tried and that we're going to try again. Oh, crap. But the thing I was going to try, I left in the kitchen. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dang it. Oh, man. I'm sweating from laughing. <laughs> that's awesome that's a good sign hopefully the listeners <laughs> or the readers will also do that sometimes yeah hopefully so lucky <laughs> i don't know what that means if they don't <laughs> piss me off <laughs> <clears throat> so we just hang out here then or? Yeah. How far away is Todd's kitchen? Oh, man. Well, I recorded that, guys. So if you're talking crap on me, I totally heard it. Oh, we did. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go first for this segment because <laughs> following the rest of the show, my contribution is probably going to be the worst. <laughs> so I want to get it probably. over with. Yeah, probably. Prob- <laughs> following the show and life, my contribution just is awful. <laughs> also, it's my birthday today, so. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anyway, the thing I'm going to try on the show right now for the first time ever is uh, Ghirardelli chocolate squares. And uh, my wife bought these for me for my birthday. And she's like, you like weird stuff. And I do. But this is pretty funky. Dark chocolate, spicy caramel. What? Yeah, that's what I said. And she said that, that it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try it, though. Do you call have, uh, you have like all kinds of like mango, chipotle, lime, honey, sugar, encrusted, whatever. Like, that's not that weird. Yeah. Like car- caramel. I, but I've never even heard of like caramel with spices. spicy caramel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fine. It's fine. It's what just, kind of spice is it? Is it like there's like a cayenne? Flavor? There's a cayenne pepper mm-hmm. on here, so it's not like Taco Bell hot sauce or something. It's like pure, <laughs> that's pure good, heat. That's why. That's what we all assumed it was. Ghirardelian <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell fire. Ghirardelian <laughs> Taco Bell together at last. <laughs> It's just like just like mild sauce like inside of the chocolate. That's the goop. Does it have a stupid little question on the pa- on the front of the chocolate? Question. <laughs> Freaking pretentious Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> this is good. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Um, I liked it. The heat was like a. It's just like really just heat with no flavor to it. So it's actually. How hot are they? Uh, not very hot. Not very hot. Okay. It's enough to like get in the back of my mouth and it's good. I like it. 7.5. Um, Chad, what'd you try? Uh, so my thing is like this, like, so Halloween is becoming a bigger and bigger deal to me like every year and we're trying to figure out how to make it a bigger deal. 
And so one of the things like I recently discovered um, is like Halloween music. Like there's actually tons and tons of Halloween music. I always loved it. And like with Christmas, like I love Christmas music and there's tons and tons of Christmas music. But like with Halloween, there's not like, you know, like, I don't know, Miley Cyrus puts out a Halloween album. Like you don't have like yeah. Halloween <laughs> like songs that people do. It's the first thing I thought of, whatever. But um, there's actually tons of like really cool Halloween music out there that I just discovered. And like uh, my favorite album is this album called Halloween Nuggets. And it's called, uh, and the subtitle is Monster 60s A Go-Go. And it's just like this like four CD set or maybe it's five cds or three cds something like that it was like a bunch of cds set and it's on spotify and it's just like all these cool like 60s um like songs about halloween and like skeletons and vampires and zombies and stuff like that and it's like super super awesome that sounds cool, halloween man. halloween music is my thing i like that that's awesome steven what'd you try um man this this segment is always really depressing to me because I realize I don't do a lot of new stuff. I just, I just have like my routine that I do every day and nothing really changes that often. Anyways, that being said, the only new thing that I've really tried this week that is worth noting is probably I've been doing a new exercise at the gym that I've never done before. And I like it. All right. So cool. what is uh, it? It's called uh, a reverse grip bench press. So if you've ever done a bench press before, it's similar to that, but instead of holding it like you normally would, you reverse you'd the grip. Hold it the other, you reverse the grip. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> and then you, when you press it, what it's supposed to do is it works your upper chest. So it's a, it's a good workout. Like your man. palms are facing it. like towards your face, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, just picture like you're really, laying on the. Really hard. Yeah, to it, hold. it's it's yeah. a little awkward. It's a little awkward, but uh, you ha- and you have to like you have to do the form right, you know, or you could you can hurt yourself and stuff like that. But once you once you figure it out, like I I, I really like doing uh, like incline bench press, which works your upper chest. And uh, I just I've just re- I found out that this exercise works your upper chest a lot more. So I've been incorporating it, incorporating it into my regular routine, and I like yeah. it. That's really cool. All right, Mac, what's your thing? I watched the best day boys on Netflix. It was oh. funny. Nine out of ten. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. <clears throat> okay, that's it for this week. Let's talk about next week. Um, next week, we're going to watch a movie that is my pick, right? It better be my pick. <clears throat> I'm picking the movie I haven't seen before. I hope Mac hasn't seen this. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to do it live. We're going to do it live. Um, uh, it's going to be Wednesday. September 28th at 8.15 p.m. Pacific time. So go to Facebook then at the Try Try Again podcast page to watch. The movie will be Friday the 13th. Yeah! All right. The first one? The very first one? The first one. I've never seen it before. All right. You're going to be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) If this week is any indication, it will be excellent. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> was, was that a witch? It was a witch. It was a witch. Dad gummit. Was <laughs> it was, man. Dang it. Shock the shoes, governor. There we go. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> probably, I'll probably edit somehow. Fine. Why is Mac a British woman? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, dryers. Uh, 
like the page on Facebook, find us, write a review on iTunes, show support, all that stuff, okay? So remember, the live show is going to be Wednesday. The first live show will be Wednesday, September 28th at 8.15 p.m. Pacific time. So hopefully you'll tune in, dig the show there. That's going to be the Friday the 13th episode. You're going to hear it about a week early if you watch the live version. So And, and you, get a, you get to hear all the crap. All, all of the stuff that we mess up on. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, that's it for this week, Triers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.